Hey everybody, today is a full day and we're just going to jump in head first. Now, I don't mention Trump's name much on this podcast, but last night he crossed an urgent red line that I need us to talk about. Then I'm going to tell you about two brilliant new candidates for Congress, and I'll close today with a big update on the law that we're trying to pass together and how you can still join us at TheBreakdownCrew.com. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. It's legitimately easy to have Trump fatigue in this nation. I get it. According to the Washington Post, Donald Trump has now told over 10,000 lies since he was first elected. That's more in two and a half years of his presidency than the entire lifetime of every politician ever measured. The man is habitually offensive. He's regularly problematic and his policies are consistently destructive. But I need us to understand that in spite of all of that, he's still powerful. He's still president of the United States. Now we can say, and I've said it before, and it's popular and it feels good, he's not my president. I get that sentiment, that feeling of not claiming him, but he still occupies that office. He still has billions of dollars of resources at his disposal. That's why something that he tweeted last night actually has me deeply concerned. Now, you may recall that when Trump was running for president, he openly stated that he planned on, quote, rounding up over 14 million undocumented immigrants and planned on deporting them. It was when he said this that actual Holocaust survivors began comparing his threats to that of Hitler and the Holocaust. Well, last night, now two and a half years into his presidency, Donald Trump tweeted the following, and this is a quote. Next week, ICE will begin the process of removing the millions of illegal aliens who have illicitly found their way into the United States, end of quote. Now, several experts have stated that Trump and his fellow white supremacists in the White House, Stephen Miller, several experts have stated that Trump and Miller have actually literally been working on this plan for months, that it's not all talk and that it was a refusal to act on this plan of a mass deportation of millions of people, that it was a refusal to act on this plan that caused several senior staffers to be fired earlier this year. Now, today I've spent most of the morning reading over a dozen different reports about Trump's threats from last night. And about half of the analysts think that he's just telling lies to stoke up his base. Trump's campaign for re-election does indeed kick off tonight in Orlando. And his white supremacist base loves when he degrades and threatens immigrants. They love it. It's red meat for them. It excites them. So Trump very well could be saying what he's saying just to get his bigoted base riled up as he starts his campaign. I think that's true no matter what, that he is saying what he's saying now in part to get his base riled up, that he is in full campaign mode. But I think the following can also be true because half of the analysts think that he's just lying to get the base riled up 
period, end of story. But another half of the analysts think that Trump could actually be starting some type of mass deportation program as soon as next week. And here's the thing. The fact that we don't know if he's just BSing, if he's just being inflammatory to rile up his base or might actually have something that he's launching next week, the fact that the president of the United States may or may not be planning a massive deportation program of millions of people is utterly disturbing. Now, we already know that this administration has deliberately separated parents from their children. This past week, we learned about the youngest child who was separated from his mother and father, an infant four-month-old boy named Constantine, who was forcefully taken from his parents and sent to an orphanage in Michigan while the parents were then shipped to detention centers in Texas. The father said, and this was in a New York Times report from earlier this week, the father said that he refused to even get on the plane where he was being deported. He refused to get on the plane without his baby boy. And that ICE officers said they were bringing the baby boy on only for the plane to take off without his son. They lied to this man and deported him to a detention center and sent his baby to an orphanage. And the mother and father, both of them, had to regularly be treated in the detention center for mental health breakdowns as a result of being separated from their baby. This is what our nation has become. So when the president tweets that he's about to begin using ICE to forcefully deport millions of people, we should openly expect it to be violent and dangerous and cruel and fully possible. They are not above doing this. And here's the thing. Millions of children in this nation are American citizens, but their parents are not. The children were born here. They are full documented American citizens. Are you going to deport the parents of these babies and leave them behind? Are you going to deport the parents of school children and leave them behind? Millions of undocumented adults have lived here since they were little kids, some of them for 20, 30, 40 years or more. Are you going to deport them? Deport them where? How? What if, imagine this for a moment, what if ICE officers arrive at a home to deport people and only some of the family is home? What happens? Are you going to wait for the rest of them to get there? Or are you going to just start breaking off family members piece by piece? Do you hear what we're talking about? We're talking about armed government agents going through homes and businesses to round up people and deport them. And don't say that we're being salacious. This is what the president of the United States said he was going to do. He said it in the campaign and he said it starting next week. Now I'm going to be tracking this story very closely and I'll update us all as I hear more and will try to give us some real action steps that we can take if this thing goes to another level. And that actually brings me to our next story for the day. The break, the break, the break, the break, the break, the break down. One of my favorite political groups in the nation is a group called Justice Democrats. 
And in the previous election cycle, it was this group that endorsed Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. They endorsed Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Ro Khanna and Diana Presley and Pramila Jayapal and others. And to be clear, the six people I just named are six of the most courageous leaders in the world right now. And Justice Democrats was very much involved in all of their campaigns. Those six Democrats are part, a huge part, of why my faith in the possibility of Congress, the possibility of government, why my faith has been restored in the possibility of what that group can do. They are brilliant, bold, and courageous, and they were all endorsed and supported by the Justice Democrats. And over this past week, that group, Justice Democrats, have endorsed their first two new candidates for Congress in 2020, and they're both amazing men and women. The first is Jessica Cisneros, who is running deep in Texas to unseat Trump's favorite Democrat. I'm talking about a man who has literally voted, a Democrat, an elected Democrat in Congress, who has literally voted with Donald Trump nearly 70% of the time, but still claims to represent his district, and he doesn't. I want to play you a clip of a new ad from Jessica Cisneros. I had a chance to talk with her just a little bit uh, earlier today. She's amazing. She's an amazing person, which I think is essential. She's a good person with a good heart in the right place. She's fearless, and she's going to put in the work to win this race. Let me play you a clip from her new ad. My mom and dad came to Texas to build a better life for me and my sister. My dad picked fruit, and then later on, he was able to start his own trucking business. And at that time, my father was so proud that he put my mom's and his initials on the logo. But eventually, there were trade slowdowns in Laredo, and he had to close his business. My father sat us down, and he reminded us, Vamos a echarle ganas, tenemos que salir adelante. And that's exactly what we did. We worked hard, and we kept at it. And now I'm blessed to be an abogada that fights for families that look just like mine. Our economy and our immigration systems are broken. And while the president fans the flames of hate and bigotry, his cruel anti-immigrant policies are hitting Texans against each other. These policies don't represent the values of South Texans. And the politicians who defend these policies don't represent us. Our congressman claims to be a Democrat, but he's voted with Trump nearly 70% of the time, and he's Trump's favorite Democrat. Henrik Guayas voted to defund sanctuary cities and reproductive services for women's health. He's received an A rating from the NRA, and he's accepted thousands of dollars from private prisons and the Koch brothers. Mira, here's the truth. Henry Cuellar fights to protect Trump and the big corporations. I'm fighting to end the separation of families. I'll fight to pass a $15 minimum wage, Medicare for all, and the Green New Deal so that we can create jobs here at home. This campaign is for la gente. It's for la raza. It's for the people of South Texas. I won't take a dime of corporate PAC money, and I will fight tirelessly from Bear to Webb County all the way down to Hidalgo County. Mi nombre es Jessica Cisneros. Yo soy demócrata y me postulo para servir a la gente del sur de Texas en el Distrito 28 en el Congreso de los Estados Unidos. When you get a chance, I want you to go all the way back and listen to episode five of The Breakdown. Because on that episode, I unpack and explain a horrible new policy from the Democratic Party where they are now banning 
all contractors and organizations and, and businesses from supporting a candidate like Jessica Cisneros, from supporting a candidate like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. If you are a Democrat running to unseat a problematic Democrat, the Democratic Party is now put in a place that bans all businesses and contractors from working with you. So when you can, I mean, that's disturbing and problematic. And if you want to hear more about it, go all the way back to episode five where I unpack that. But when you can, please follow and support Jessica. Consider donating to her campaign, even if it's just five dollars, even if it's just a dollar. Just support her campaign and amplify her message. I'm going to tell you where you can check her out now. You can go to her website, which is Jessica Cisneros for Congress. Dot com, Jessica Cisneros for Congress.com. And let me spell that for you. It's Jessica Cisneros is C I S N E R O S, the word for F O R, Congress.com. Jessica Cisneros for Congress.com. There you can learn all about Jessica. You can donate to her campaign. You can volunteer if you're anywhere near her district or in her district. And I want you to follow her and support her and amplify her on social media. You can start on Twitter right now. And her handle is at J Cisneros, Texas. Now, but let me give you what that is. The letter J Cisneros, C-I-S-N-E-R-O-S, and then T-X. J Cisneros, T-X. You can follow her on Twitter, support her. And, you know, next, I want to tell you about another brave, bold, courageous person that the Justice Democrats just endorsed. He's a brilliant, lifelong educator. He's actually a school principal from the Bronx, and his name is Jamal Bowman. Just like Jessica in South Texas, Jamal is trying to unseat a problematic Democrat who is habitually out of step with his constituents. And Jamal is really one of my favorite new candidates for all of 2020, there's nobody like Jamal Bowman in Congress. And I want to play you a clip from him as well, just to kind of show you where his heart is, where his mind is, and the direction that he's going in. Check it out. I want to talk about a vision for a new America. This new America that I'm thinking about, right? It's not unjust. It's not segregated. It doesn't have mass shootings and kids ODing on drugs and people struggling to survive and people having no sense of themselves as human beings. It's a country rooted in our humanity. We need a new vision for America. A vision where everyone is included. I was born and raised in New York City, raised by a single mother. My wife and I raise our family now in Southern Westchester County. We are both educators. My wife teaches elementary school, and I'm the founding principal of a community school in the Northeast Bronx. Like all educators, we face the most damning challenges every day. We work with children and families who suffer from poverty, asthma from pollution, homelessness, lack of health care. My opponent has been in office for over 30 years. Over those 30 years, my opponent voted for an unjust war in Iraq. He has weapons of mass destruction. Deregulating Wall Street, school privatization, and building more prisons. 
We need to put more cops on the beat, build more prisons, and support the crime bill. While the very few at the top continue to build their wealth and their power, the majority of us continue to struggle. We need to nurture the future of America by investing in our schools. We need to put public schools back in the hands of our teachers and parents, make public college free, Medicare for all people, universal child care, criminal justice reform, and the Green New Deal. It's time to build a new America, a new America that taps into its unlimited potential, a new America that leverages the brilliance of children and people from diverse backgrounds. That's the America I want to be a part of the America I want for my children and grandchildren. My name is Jamal Bowman. I'm a Democrat, and I'm running to be your congressman in New York's 16th Congressional District. Last week, Jessica Cisneros raised over $100,000 online to get her campaign started, and that really is giving her a boost and a major head start. And I need us to help Jamal Bowman do the same thing, all right? Every little bit counts. And you can follow Jamal on Twitter at Jamal Bowman NY. Let me spell Jamal for you, okay? It's J-A-M-A-A-L. Bowman is B-O-W-M-A-N and then N-Y. Jamal Bowman NY. And you can also check him out on his website at bowmanforcongress.com. That's B-O-W-M-A-N-F-O-R congress.com. And I just want you to see, and you may be inspired to to run yourself, maybe not for Congress or maybe for Congress or for the local school board or city council. I just want you to see the brilliant everyday people who are stepping up, who have careers of their own, who are stepping up and saying, this is the time for me to lead. This is the time for me to make a difference. I want you to check out Jessica Cisneros and support her and check out Jamal Bowman and support him. And that brings me to our final segment of the day. It's our action steps, all right? Let's get busy. Action, 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 steps. Take action, 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 steps. Yesterday, we announced that we are forming a full action team, and we need each of you, if you're still listening to this episode right now, we need you to stop whatever you're doing to join us, and you can join our action team right now over 4,000 people have already joined in less than 24 hours. We're already working. We're, we've been working around the clock. And you can join us right now at thebreakdowncrew.com. All right? That's thebreakdowncrew.com. It's a simple form when you go there. Just go now to thebreakdowncrew.com, and we'll send you all of our action steps and plans. And we're taking it to another level, all right? The first action step that we're taking together is nearly impossible. But here's the thing. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, right? And so we're shooting our shot, taking our chance, because New York now has just 24 hours left before its legislature shuts down for the summer. And we're trying to lobby the New York legislature to finally, finally legalize marijuana in the state. Now, you've heard me say this before, and Cynthia Nixon, who ran for governor this past year, talked about it. Marijuana has basically been legal for white people in New York for generations. Literally, every study that's ever been done shows that white people and all people of color use all drugs, but particularly marijuana, 
at almost the exact same rate. And some drugs white people use actually use more. But in New York City and New York State, nearly 95 percent of the arrests for marijuana are of who? People of color. If you are white in New York, in New York City or anywhere in New York State, it is highly unlikely that you will ever be given a ticket, a citation, that you will ever be arrested for possessing, smoking, selling marijuana. It just doesn't happen. It's not that they aren't possessing it, selling it, and smoking it. They're doing it all over the place. But police do not really frequent and, and, and do not frequent those neighborhoods and don't police them in the same way. And so to end that plank of mass incarceration, we need to legalize marijuana to make it a level playing field. And we're trying to lobby New York to finally do this. And it's the first time in generations that Democrats have controlled the entire state government of New York. And they promised that they would do this. But now that it's crunch time, they are really coming up short. And we need your support to push them in the right direction. So as soon as you can, sign up for our Action Steps team at thebreakdowncrew.com. And we're going to email you and tell you exactly how you can help us today, all right? Go now to thebreakdowncrew.com because we need your support. Break it down. Thank you all so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. We've got work to do. So again, join us at thebreakdowncrew.com if you have not done so already. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, just know that we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or CastBox. And we need you to share this podcast with your friends and family, all right? Because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers, and we're not gonna get there without you. Have you left a review yet? Because on Apple Podcasts, we now have nearly 9,000, I can hardly believe it, nearly 9,000 five-star reviews, but we're aiming for 10,000. So we still want to hear from you. So please, please, please leave your best five-star review when you get some time, all right? Thank you, of course, to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star, whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community, and you can do that right now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have our podcast, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout-out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, also to Jeff, Keisha, Richard, and everybody who works hard on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. Break it down.